enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Talkcast. Your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. This is the Temple of Geek Talkcast, episode 6, The Agent and the Ant. I am your host, Daniel. On this week's episode, we discuss Agent Carter Premier and the trailer for Ant-Man. Joining me on this panel from the Temple of Geek is Laura and Marcus. Welcome. Hey, uh... Is that going to be the international welcome sign? Whoop. <laughs> Doing it. <laughs> you heard it here first. So, Tuesday night, we had the premiere of Agent Carter. First of all, I want to kind of just kind of get an idea. What y'all, what y'all think about the show? What y'all think about it? Thoughts? Do you want to go first? Marcus, or? you just watched it tonight, right? Yeah, yeah I just uh, I watched and knocked them both out before this. Um, yeah, so I wasn't really sure what to think going in because, uh, one, I didn't watch the first Captain America, so <laughs> that complete, the tie between her and Captain America was just totally off for me because, I mean, I didn't even realize that was her in, um, in Winter Soldier, so. <laughs> oh, when she's like a hundred? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but, uh, I mean, as a TV show... Um, likable and watchable, I totally agree. It, it was, um, it was definitely entertaining, and I enjoyed it the whole way through. So, of the two episodes that were out, Laura, what about you? What did you think about the show? I liked it, but I saw the first Captain America. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you already got the reference? Yeah, it, actually, that part was kind of like meh because I had seen it. So I was like, yeah, I guess, I guess it's relevant for people who haven't seen it to have that as the intro, the way they did the parts of the movie. I like how they said on everything online that um, Captain America was going to be in it, but he wasn't really in it. They just <laughs> put some movie to make him in it. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of a cheap way to do it. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, Chris Evans is going to be in this episode, but what we didn't tell you was <laughs> it was from Captain America the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of lame, but... I liked it. I like I like Peggy Carter. Yeah, the first episode was, it was, I, I not really the first episode, maybe the first 15, 20 minutes of it was kind of like, okay, am I am I going to like this movie? Am I going to like this movie? But then as it started getting and progressing, it, it got better and better. And I, by the end of the second episode, I was like, okay, I could dig this show. So yeah, I'm, it's it's a good it's a good break from Agents of Shield. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm I think I'll enjoy the next seven weeks of this show. I think this is going to be a good little history lesson of the Marvel Universe, pretty much. That's what I like about it, that it is in a different era. It's it's totally, like, chauvinistic males pushing her, doing, you know, filing and answering the phone and getting coffee. And, I don't know, it was awesome. I liked it. Like, how she did it all and was like, yeah, fuck you, as she's handing them their coffee. <laughs> <laughs> now, have any of you all seen the, uh, the Marvel one-shot that they was released? Was it with um, Iron Man? It was a Marvel one-shot with Peggy, Agent Carter. Um, I forgot which which one it came with. I think it was Iron Man 3 that it came with. Um, but in the Agent Carter one-shot, it was basically like her introduction into S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, it had, you know, it had Haley Atwell in it. It had... Uh, 
uh, Dominique, what the heck's his guy's name? Dominique Cooper, the guy who played Howard Stark. Um, and basically, it was like the same thing. She was in the, the office, and she was always being left behind while these other people went on missions and stuff. And by the end of that episode, it was just like a little 15-minute one-shot. By the end of that episode, she basically, you found out she became the first, uh, what do you call it, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. And so I was expecting this show to be kind of a pickup from that one-shot, but it's kind of like that one-shot didn't exist yet, or maybe it's going to exist towards the end. I don't know, but... So I, I don't know if any of y'all have seen it. I have not, but that would be a good way to end it. And that, that's what I'm thinking too. It might it might end in, in the show that way with that one shot. Yes, it was Iron Man three. I'm looking it up now. So yeah, if y'all have the Iron Man three DVD Blu-ray, um, go ahead and watch it. It should be on there. Um, it's it's actually called Agent Carter, and it's a 15 minute one shot. Nice. So yeah, so. After watching that and then watching the show, it was kind of it was just seemed kind of off. So I don't know where that one shot fits in with all this. I don't know if it fits in, like you said, if it's going to be the ending of the show or whatnot. So with the one shot, is that just some? Um, is it not supposed to line up with the uh, the Marvel reality or? Yes, all the Marvel one shots actually do line up. Okay. They're just little fifteen minute like mini movies of something that takes place outside of the actual what's been going on. Um. So, like, on the Thor DVD, there was a one-shot of the guy who played, uh, oh, what's his name? I'm, like, drawing a blank tonight. Sorry, guys. Uh, the guy who played the Mandarin in Iron Man 3, you actually see him in jail in the, on the Thor uh, Blu-ray box set. And um, while he's in prison, he's going through this series of interviews, and he's talking about how he's become famous ever since the events of Iron Man 3 and stuff. And then that one-shot ends where the real Mandarin had sent people in to kidnap him. And he wants him to answer for his crimes of pretending to be the fake Mandarin. <laughs> so, so it's kind of leading up to, oh shit, there's actually a real Mandarin in the Marvel universe. Wow. Um, so there's a one shot on every, like on every Marvel film, or is it the last two Blu-rays that have come out, which was Captain America and Guardians of the Galaxy, did not have one. Oh. Okay. Um, Iron Man three had one. Thor two had one. The Avengers had one. Uh, Thor 1 had one, which was basically, the there was two one-shots that uh, just had, uh, uh, what's his name, Phil Coulson in it, basically like his, uh, one of the one-shots was called, a funny thing, ha- uh, was called, a funny thing happened to me on the way to Thor's hammer, and it was basically this event where he was, uh, before he got to New Mexico, he was actually driving, and he stopped at this diner, and he met with one of the other agents, and he was telling this agent about the story, and they, like, got into a fight or whatnot, uh, there was some, I forgot how the, the, the actual story went out, but it was it was kind of a little humorous Phil <laughs> Coulson side story. Um, the one that came out on the uh, Avengers Blu-ray was a about these two thieves that found one of the Chitari guns and they were robbing banks and stuff with this weapon. <laughs> and so two of the agents of Shield had to go hunt them down to go to find the weapon and retrieve it. So uh, yeah, they're little they're just little quick quick stories on the side of the you know on the Blu-ray, just to give you a little bit of extra backstory. It's pretty cool. Yeah, if you ever get a chance, um, definitely look for Agent Carter. And the one that, the one about uh, the Mandarin was called uh, All Hail the King, or Hell to the King. So, did you all happen to catch any Easter eggs, or what we like to call Easter eggs, in the Agent Carter uh, two-part episodes this week? I'm probably one of the 
worst at being able to find these. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Alright, so how many of y'all are familiar with Iron Man 2? Familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quite. Wait, All right, did you so, see that one? <laughs> yes, so, in, so in I, Iron Man 2, you had this, uh, the villain, his name was Ivan Vanko, the whiplash, the, the character whiplash. Yeah. Um, in the beginning of Iron Man 2, Ivan is talking about uh, how his father, Anton, used to work for Howard Stark, mm. and he wanted, basically, Howard Stark, I forgot what the whole story was behind it, um, but did something to him, basically got him laid off, and so Ivan wanted to seek revenge against Tony Stark for the sins of his father, right? Mm-hmm. Ivan, um, Anton helped create some of the stuff that um, Howard Stark helped invent and whatnot. Well, in the Agent Carter TV series, we actually got a brief appearance of Anton Vanko, which was uh, Ivan's father in the show. So that was kind of a cool little Easter egg. Wait, so we actually who was he? How did I miss that? He was the guy in the... Uh, remember when they went to go... Uh, what was his name? It was Jarvis and Agent Carter. They went to go talk to this guy about the tachyon particle yeah. thingy or whatever. And he was the Russian guy that worked for Howard Stark kind of explaining to him this is the you need to get this thing to find these tachyon particles or whatnot oh, and you can track it down yeah, yeah. that's him that's that that was the guy i totally missed that so that was one little easter egg that was oh. kind of cool um but yeah other than that i didn't really catch too much else like you know they have jarvis which is tony stark's or howard stark's butler in this but turns out to be howard stark's virtual butler later in life yeah um, like because that's something I didn't know. <laughs> like, I didn't know he was a person. Yeah, so in the comic books, Jarvis is a real person. He's not He's not AI or whatever. He actually is a butler that works at the Avengers Mansion. Oh, yeah, that's right. He has something to do with uh, uh, the creation of um, Ultron, right? Or am I in, throwing this completely? In the movie. In the comics, though. In the comics, uh, Ultron was created by Hank Pym, which is Ant-Man. Ant-Man, yeah, that's what I was going to say, wasn't it Ant-Man? But he didn't um, play some part in that? No, not, not, not that I remember. No. Now, in the movies, he Jarvis is actually going to be kind of playing a part in the creation of Ant, or Ant-Man, in the creation of Ultron, because Howard Stark is going to be released in some sort of dormant program that becomes Ultron, and Ultron is going to be taking Jarvis and manifesting him and creating many Ultrons out of him, and one of them happens to be Vision. So it's, we're going to see that. So Jarvis will become Vision in... It's going to be weird, but he's <laughs> going to become Vision in the new Avengers movie. Um, so yeah, Jarvis, I, I can't think of any other things that I might have missed or any other Easter eggs. They kept flashing back to Captain America... Um, which I just found odd that she's just still lusting over this guy. <laughs> How many years later is it? It's not very many, though. It's not. It's not that many, but it's just like I don't know. It's just kind of weird to me. <laughs> she sees a picture and she goes into this trance. And Aww, the heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> and you know that they were only together for like what a two-hour movie? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like six weeks maybe. <laughs> I'm sure it was longer than that in the movie terms, but it was just like, it just seems weird. It's like, give it up already, dude. <laughs> but So, yeah, with the uh, 
With the premiere of Agent Carter, we also got to see the Ant-Man trailer. It didn't tell you. A human-sized Ant-Man trailer. (laughs) A human-sized, full-fledged, I guess it was not really a trailer, it was more of a teaser. Yeah. Because they didn't really tell you anything about the story. Nothing at all. So, based off of what you guys saw, what did you think? Does it look like something you're going to see? Do you think Marvel has another hit on their hands? Well, I'm going to definitely see it because I like pretty much everything that they've done so far. So, plus it's set back like what, like in the 80s? Isn't it? It's it's not in like the time. It's a it's before all the other shows, movies. I mean, I don't know. If you look at the cars and stuff in the preview. It looks like it's like an 80s van that he's driving, and it just looks 80s. Okay, now I'm going to have to check that out. I think the timeline is this is going to be before, like, Iron Man, before any of those. I mean, not, obviously not before uh, Captain America, but... <laughs> well, in Ant-Man, we, we got... Uh, oh, what's his name? Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas or Kurt Douglas? Michael Douglas. Douglas. <laughs> I keep getting too confused. <laughs> we got Michael Douglas, who plays uh, the original Ant-Man, Hank Pym. Scientist. And <laughs> he is going to be mentoring Scott Lang, who is now the current uh, Ant-Man in the comic books in, in this movie. Um, in the comics, Scott Lang stole the Ant-Man costume to use it to save his daughter, um, his daughter's life. And I think that's pretty much going to be somewhat what the story is going to be about in this movie. One thought. I'm wondering if we're going to see Michael Douglas on Agent Carter. Because Hank Pym kind of looks like he might have taken place or had some sort of part in the S.H.I.E.L.D. founding or whatnot, maybe. Yeah. So I have a feeling we're going to see some more of Michael Douglas maybe at the last episode of Agent Carter or something like that, or we're going to get some mentions of Hank Pym um, to kind of tie him more into the universe. Especially if he... Didn't he originally help create Ultron? So maybe they will try to still tie some of that together. Yes, I'm hoping so. Um, because, you know, he created Ultron in the comics. What they're saying and, you know, all the teases and everything of the Ultron movie is they're saying uh, Tony Stark was the one that created him. So I'm hoping that they have some sort of mention of Hank Pym being some sort of creator of the AI or something. Well, you know, to Tony make Stark him- takes credit for everything. Regardless yeah. if he's the one who... <laughs> he's like, ah, I touched it. It must have been me. It was mine. So, yeah, the trailer I thought was... It was only like 35 seconds, 45 seconds long, maybe. It wasn't that long of a trailer. Yeah, it was probably about maybe two minutes, I guess. It just seems short. But it basically just had Michael Douglas just kind of talking to Scott Lang about being the Ant-Man, and you could tell it's going to have a little bit of humor in there with, like, Paul Rudd saying, can we change the name and stuff like that. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I'm not particularly impressed by the trailer, but at the same time, it's, uh, I mean, it's all part of that universe, and it's just something that I'm probably going to watch whether I wanted to or not. <laughs> <laughs> so force you to go to the cinema yeah pretty much let me ask you this question what do you think of Paul Rudd playing a superhero um I, oh, I, I will always see him as the guy in role models <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, it was kind of hard. <laughs> like, seeing his face, I'm like, oh, right. No, no, no. I'm going to take him seriously. <laughs> so. I like it. But he's a funny character, so and I like funny, so... It's just yeah, I've, the go ahead. the the preview did have a lot of his daughter in there, so I feel like part of that movie is probably going to be pretty slow. I'm hoping that they don't make it too terribly slow, but they did have his daughter like in three or four little clips of that minute and a half preview. Yeah. So they showed in the preview. They showed a lot of Ant Man. But they didn't show his villain Yellow Jacket. Right. Do you think they showed the actor that's going to play Yellow Jacket? But they haven't actually showed the costume. Now, earlier this week, they uh, Marvel has released some concept art of some of the characters in um, in Ant Man, and one of them happened to be the Yellow Jacket costume. And I noticed some similarities of the Yellow Jacket mask and Ultron's face. Did y'all happen to see that picture I posted on our Facebook page? I did see that. Oh, it. So, I don't know what to think about that. I don't know if that's going to have some tie-in. This movie is going to take place after the Avengers. Um, I don't know about timeline-wise. I'm just talking about emplacement of the movies when they release. It comes out after the Avengers. So, I don't know if that's going to have any any bearing on, you know, kind of like what we were just discussing, if how, uh, Hank Pym being the creator. Because, you know, Hank Pym also creates the Yellow Jacket costume. In the comics, Hank Pym actually becomes a character called Yellow Jacket. So, and then Yellow Jacket's costume is stolen by some villain and all this other crud. So, <laughs> so Hank Pym pretty much creates all these, all these personas. You know, he's Goliath, <laughs> um, Giant Man. Actually, I don't think he was Goliath. I think that was Scott Lang that became Goliath. But, uh, Ant-Man becomes Giant Man. He finds out how to turn his particles into, instead of shrinking, to actually make himself grow. So, do you think we're going to see, how, how much of the character do y'all actually, do y'all know anything about this character at all from the comics? Dude, I know next to nothing. No. <laughs> okay. I mean, I looked so him up after, you know, they said Ant-Man was coming out. I was like, ah, oh, we should find out who this guy is. <laughs> Alright, so I'll leave that question out. Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> What else can we discuss? Have you all seen the movie poster for the Ant-Man? Where he's, like, tiny? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's like a white background. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool marketing. (laughs) What's the point of having a superpower to make you tiny? That's a good question. I mean, (laughs) if I was to choose any superpower, it wouldn't be to be tiny. Well, you can, I guess being tiny, you can kind of be spy, a spy. You can sneak into places and get intel. Too, so I don't, like, telepathically pro- communicates with them. So, yeah, yeah I mean, you what can, does he do in the comics? Like, what does he accomplish as a superhero? Well, it's kind of like tiny. what, what uh, Laura just said. He, he does communicate with insects. He His mask that he uses allows him to control insects and make them do things. But... Um, That's what fly swatters are for. (laughs) (laughs) He is also kind of a spy. Uh, He he does gather intel. He does hack into computers and things like that. So um, I guess you need to be small to hack into those computers. Oh, okay. (laughs) Or smart, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's... 
I think that's really where it all sort of comes into me, where it's like, it's an ant-sized man, but at the same time, it's a Marvel movie. So Yeah. <laughs> so, here's the way I look at it. Marvel, when they decided to release their first movie, their first movie was Iron Man, who was, at the time, a B-rated character. It was like a C-lister superhero. No one really cared about Iron Man. No one really cared about Captain America, you know, just by themselves. Um, the Avengers title was selling, but it wasn't selling as good as the X-Men comic books. It wasn't selling as good as Spider-Man comic books. But Marvel took a chance. They released Iron Man. became an instant hit. Then they were like, all right, let's try this. So we released Incredible Hulk. We released Thor. We released Captain America. And all these movies started becoming, I wouldn't say like hits, but they started making some money. And once the Avengers came out, people were like, holy crap, you know? And they started taking these uh, characters seriously. Comic books actually started selling again for these characters. Uh, Iron Man went from a C-lister superhero to, like, the number one comic for Marvel now. I mean, I exaggerate, and Spider-Man's still the number one comic for Marvel, but <laughs> you get what I'm saying. So they they made sequels and all this stuff, and then they decided to release Guardians of the Galaxy, which no one ever heard of. People were like, what the heck is this movie? And that movie was, like, now the number one favorite Marvel movie of all time. <laughs> so with Ant-Man, I'm just like, whatever. Put Marvel. If Marvel slaps their little red logo on it, I'm going to go out and see it, and it's going to be a hit. I, I have no doubt that this movie is going to be good. Well, okay. Well, for me, it's like there, there's there's um, things about like Guardians of the Galaxy or even Iron Man that would, you know, contribute to me wanting to see them or really anybody. I, I, it it has they had a lot of action in them, but at the same time, it wasn't purely based on action or it wasn't purely based on some you know storyline. It it had hilarity. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, they had. They had good characters playing, you know, really funny parts. And, like, mixing that all together was, I mean, it was just a perfect formula for, you know, a a hit. So, and for all I know, it could be, you know, pretty funny, too. But I'm just saying, (laughs) I don't see it. I just, I'm not seeing it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure with Paul Rudd being in the movie, it's going to be hilarious. There's going to be some funny things. Um, It's kind of like Chris Pratt. You know, we knew Chris Pratt was a comedian. He was yeah. supposed to be playing this serious character. He turned the character into this likable, humorous guy that was still an action flick, kind of, you know? Yeah. So I'm sure the same thing. Paul Rudd's going to do the same thing with the Scotland character. So, yeah, I mean, there's only two Marvel movies coming out this year. Or I should say there's only two Marvel Studio movies coming out this year. Um, the first being Avengers in May and the second one being Ant-Man in July. So... That's it. That's all we get this year, so you better like it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm pretty sure I like Avengers, so (laughs) if anything, there's that. (laughs) So, all right. So, right now, I want to kind of just switch gears a little bit. On our second or third episode, which was our gaming episode, we decided we were going to try to play a little game. Um, We called it Pitch That Game. And basically what we did is we found this title generator, as you will, that kind of generates these random titles. And I would give out a title of what I've, you know, what the generator uh, generated, and you all would pitch me a, a game. So some of the games that we had were pretty weird. <laughs> um, 
Sorry. So if you haven't heard that episode, go back, check it out. It got interesting. So tonight, what I would like to do is pretty much the same game, but I would like to call it Pitch That Movie. And we found a B-movie titler, which generates B-rated movie titles. And I kind of want to just see what y'all's pitches would be. So basically, I'm going to give you a movie title, and you're going to tell me what this movie is, what the rating will be, (laughs) and what the genre is. (laughs) Yikes. I don't want to go first. <laughs> well, since Marcus is an expert at this. <laughs> how, how am I an expert? <laughs> All right, whatever. I'll go first. So, throwing out the titles here. And uh, let me get up my little notepad here because I like to uh, jot down what we come up with. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go. We are playing Pitch That Movie. Uh, So this random generator generates 20 movie titles, and I'm just going to kind of pick one out of it and then hit the generate button again. So I hit the button, and out of the 20 titles, I see... All right, Marcus, we got the ape woman... From the past. The ape woman. The ape or the ape? The ape women. (laughs) Oh, women. From the past. Plural. Plural. (laughs) All right. Um, So, let's see. (laughs) Jeez. Uh, Okay, well, since every time I hear the word ape, I completely associate it with uh, Planet of the Apes. So, <laughs> um, I'm guessing that this this would be some sort of movie with, like, the Dawn of the Apes, but only with the female apes, and somehow they're, they are the ones trying to take over the world. So, I guess it would be in, like, in this one, they're fighting the male ones in junk, and then, like, I don't know, they have, like, a common enemy... That would be like this May guy that's like hermaphroditic or something. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so what about the uh, from the past part? Um, well, I mean, it could be... I, I don't... <laughs> okay. What, would, what rating would this be? Rated R? Okay, no, 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 yeah, okay, it's a group of scientists who are trying out this time machine, and then the time machine also alters the universe, and so they ended up going back in time until, like, 2800 B.C., and it's also where people are apes. Bam! Done it. (laughs) And the apes are women that try to take over the men? (laughs) Yes. It's all about the women apes, though. Somehow. (laughs) Um... Let's see. I uh, I guess we go with a PG-13 where they're allowed to say one curse word without it being rated R. Aww. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you kind of get the idea? Got it. <laughs> that doesn't make me feel any better about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, here we go. This will be an easy one. 
I like this one. The Bloody Magic of the Moscow Passion. The bloody magic of the Moscow Passion. Okay, so obviously the movie's set in Moscow. And um, it's probably like a spy flick. But it also has like a weird, like, the spies end up finding out some magician. Casts this weird, crazy spell. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But the the magic that this magician has only works on blood. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not able to... be a certain bloodline. Oh, I was going to say, he can't, like, mess with, you know, inanimate objects or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it's going to be rated R because it's set in Europe, so there's going to be some sort of... Frontal back nudity of some sort. <laughs> Just set for no reason. <laughs> due to being set in Europe, this film is rated R. It's like the whole movie, nothing bad actually happens until like there's this one random scene of this naked guy. <laughs> totally. <laughs> We're like, um, that, I, I mean, if you cut that out, it could be, you know, not rated R anymore. Like, no, it, it's, it's very crucial to the film. It's crucial. <laughs> and America, you're welcome. So it's like... <laughs> so it's like... It's a movie set in Moscow where a spy finds a magician that casts a spell only on blood. Dot, 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 only on blood. <laughs> All right, so we're just going to let random people talk now, now that we got the general idea of how this works. Sweet. Here we go. All right, so I think this one's going to be called a comedy. <laughs> or this one will be a comedy. It's called The Armless Vampires. <laughs> what? <laughs> Remember, these are B-rated titles. <laughs> I think it should be anime. Anime. All right. This, okay. is, this is one of those straight-to-DVD movies. <laughs> Uh, straight to DVD Blu-ray anime. All right. So, okay, so right off the bat, what I can envision, like, I don't know where this falls in the storyline or whatever, but it would have to be, like, these vampires that are obviously, their their goal in life is to suck blood or they're going to die. So... They're sitting here, like, chasing after people, like, like, with their mouths open. But, you know, since they don't have arms, like, that's all they can do. Like, they can't grab somebody. Like, they have to actually catch somebody off guard to try to, to, try to bite them. Well, are these the kind of vampires that turn into bats? They wouldn't have any wings. Oh, yeah. Well, they might have wings. They just don't have arms. So maybe they fly and they bite people, and that's how they get their blood. I, <laughs> I don't know. I think a wingless bat's pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> kind of rolls around on the ground. <laughs> Just helpless completely. <laughs> yeah, are these guys really an enemy? Are they really? 
It's just like, oh, let's climb up this ladder. <laughs> never catch us here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. What about the abominable, the abominable, abom- abominable, abominable, <laughs> the abominable creature of the FBI? So, what is what is the characteristics of abominable? Hold on, let me Google this real quick. Bigfoot. That's I uh, yeah, but so like giant, hairy, Abom- oh, I spelled it right. No. Causing moral revulsion. Very bad or unpleasant. Is it gross to look at? Yeah. So what was the title again? So here you go. I just posted it in the Facebook chat. That's abominable. 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 <laughs> <laughs> He is pretty revolting. <laughs> so what was the title again? The Abominable Creature of the FBI. <laughs> Rated R. So the FBI has got Bigfoot. <laughs> That's all I can think of. And they recruit him like the men in black. <laughs> 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 Maybe this should be rated G, and they should use this character. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's a little it's like a cartoon movie. <laughs> it's a Disney movie. <laughs> it's, it's an abominable snowman with like a little suit and tie. Yeah, <laughs> made by Disney. Or yeah, maybe it could just be uh, like uh, Beast from Beauty and the Beast. And he just or needs just True Love's a- kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a spinoff from Monsters Inc. Don't they have that guy in there? Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I seriously didn't think we were going to pump out a G-rated title here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot better than what happened last oh, time. <laughs> Loads better. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Y'all ready for this one? The Teeth of Hitler, Chapter Four. <laughs> Well, obviously, this is a Marvel spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> this ties directly into the Marvel Universe. <laughs> wasn't he in, uh, I mean, uh, he, wasn't uh, Captain uh, America in, like, World War One? Yeah. World War Two. Cool. Captain America punched Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Knocked his teeth out, so Hitler actually had to get a new pair of teeth. Wow! And this is the fourth chapter about him going to the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> and it's basically like a it's like a reality style documentary about Hitler going and seeing the dentist and getting his getting fitted for the fourth pair. <laughs> <laughs> After getting punched by Captain America. To see him uh, trying out the grill look to see if that works out for him, <laughs> and then he, he he orders the guy to die because he doesn't like it. Maybe his body rejects it. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, but they look so cool. <laughs> There's like blood coming out. A Marvel spinoff. After getting punched by Captain America, Hitler needs to get a new pair of teeth. This is a documentary about that visit. <laughs> shot for shot. 
Rated PG-13. <laughs> Just because. <laughs> well, it's Hitler. I mean, come on. <laughs> you think it would be subtitled? I think it would be subtitled. It's an all- <laughs> Yeah, it's a German movie. <laughs> nice. Too soon? Aw. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aladdin goes to Mars. Well, that one's obviously rated rated X. NC seventeen. <laughs> right off the bat, okay. This is interesting. Just like scene one is just a sex scene. <laughs> like, you don't even know you like. It's like you know when you go to the theater and you watch a movie and like you you watch all the previews first and then. You finally see, like, the opening scene of a movie, and you're like, oh, right, that's what I came to see. <laughs> You'll see this scene and be like, what, wait, what would I come here for again? <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of how um, Wolf of Wall Street turned out for me, because the first time I saw that movie, I was like... My mom called me and she said, hey, do you want to go watch a movie today? And I said, oh, yes, I really want to watch Wolf of Wall Street. And you went and saw that with your mom? Yes, I did. <laughs> That's awesome. Just the most <laughs> awkward, like, two and a half hours of my life. <laughs> Great movie. Have you seen that movie? No, more? I have not. Oh, my God. It's oh, like a porno. Oh, man. Like, it's like, it's a I watched Road Trip with my mom when it first came out. And I was like, oh, this movie's so funny, Mom. I put it in. We sat out there, like, you know, two minutes into it. It's like all boobs. And what's his name? Tom Green's like, here, you touch her boobs. Here, you touch her boobs. Everybody touch everybody's boobs. And I'm sitting there with my mom. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like we watched, uh, we watched, uh, what do you call that movie? A Million Ways to Die in the West. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had, had my, my wife's parents here, and I was like, right off the bat, I mean, the movie was just cussing and belligerent, yeah. and like, I was like, oh my god, and like, they were like, hee-haw laughing. I was like, okay, cool, we can watch this. <laughs> well, so, um, if you ever get the chance to watch Wolf of Wall Street, which is on Netflix now, just imagine watching right. that with your parents. <laughs> awesome. So bad. All right, one more for the win. Let's do it. Let's see. Do we want a funny one, a serious one? Yes. (laughs) Okay, here we go. (laughs) So... This movie is called Crap. <laughs> it's not called Oh, crap. I was like, wow, really? Oh, man. This movie is called Nostradamus and Robin Hood Go to the Hollow Earth. What? <laughs> <laughs> so this is like a middle-aged movie, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess they both could have taken place in the same time period. 
<laughs> no, yeah, I mean, this puts both the characters in the same timeline. <laughs> They're in the same movie. <laughs> they have to be. Unless it's more, like, this, this could be, like, the very first movie where it, like, I don't know, goes split screen and you, play, you watch two movies at the same time. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, whichever one you really feel like paying attention to at the moment. <laughs> it's the same movie on both screens, except it had different characters playing the part. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's just like in their own timeline. Time period. Yeah. <laughs> but the dialogue's exactly the same, and the movie's exactly the same. You know what that, that, you know what that reminds me of is uh, 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 it had Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Um, oh, crap. It was uh, that Shakespeare story. Oh, Romeo and Juliet? Yeah. Did you ever see like like the modern remake of that? There, that one with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. 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 Where like all the swords are guns and stuff. <laughs> yeah, we don't actually watch that in school. Yeah, I, I think I did watch that in school too. I thought that was actually kind of cool. That was so, I like, liked. That's that. what I imagined. But, yeah, I, I, I liked it too. Yeah. <laughs> here's my here's my man card, but I like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, movie has two screens. <laughs> We're revolutionizing the movie industry. You pay for one movie, but you get to watch two. And they go to the center of the earth? Is that what it was? Yeah. And they meet each other. Oh, totally. And then that's when the screen's forming the one. And one of them has to be in black and white, and one of them's in color. (laughs) There we go. Maybe in the middle. Done. Sweet. And since this is a Technicolor style movie, this didn't have any rated rating. <laughs> Not yet rated. It's like rated PG. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave a a UR. Unrated. <laughs> unrated. This film has not been rated. I wish I had the movie theater guy voice. <laughs> in a world. In a world. <laughs> in a world. Laura's like, whatever. I can't do it. In a world. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Good hands. <laughs> Well, guys, that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Temple of Geeks Podcast. I want to thank Laura and Marcus for joining me on this week's discussion. Stay tuned to thetempleofgeek.com for the next all-new episode. And as always, thanks for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit thetempleofgeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.